welcome. You're listening to the Pink Medicine Podcast and I'm your host, Lauren Plunkett. Each week, I intend to fill your ears with inspiration, motivation and guidance to help you live your best life. I'll do this with the help of some truly amazing and inspiring guests in which together we'll bring you both meaningful and thought-provoking conversations. So settle in and let's enjoy this week's show. Hello and welcome back for episode six. Or if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you for dropping in for a listen. I hope everyone's had a really good week so far. When I recorded the chat for this podcast that you're going to listen to today, it was on the eve of Mercury going retrograde. And if anyone's following my Instagram, they might have seen me put up a post last week about it being 48 hours before Mercury going retrograde. So when I saw that, I knew straight away that having the recording scheduled with my guest 24 hours before, I knew that I was probably going to encounter some sort of technical difficulties with this episode. So for anyone who doesn't know much about astrology, basically the planet Mercury governs communication, technology, travel, and when it goes retrograde, that basically means that Mercury stops rotating in its normal direction and it almost comes to a stationary halt before then going backwards. So whilst Mercury is turning backwards, you find that a lot of the things that Mercury rules, travel, communication, technology, a lot of those things tend to have a lot of hiccups, difficulty, things just don't work the way they should in those areas in life. So I know me for one in my life, whenever Mercury goes retrograde, our Netflix at home just does not work. We cannot get the internet to connect to our TVs. So just be mindful that for the next, I think till mid-July, I could be wrong, but I think it's mid-July. So yeah, for the next three weeks or so, just be mindful of the conversations you're going to have with people. Maybe, you know, if you are due to have, or you're thinking about having a, a deep conversation with someone, or if you need to write an important email, maybe first, just before you go ahead and type it, or before you go and speak to that person, maybe just take some time to think or hash out that, how that conversation or how that's going to go first and technology is out of our hands but just expect for things to be a bit slower for things to not quite work the way they normally should I do know that during these times during a mercury retrograde I just find that the energy is heavy and it's not always easy but once you've come out of it I do look back and I can see a lot of growth and a lot of personal development which I didn't feel like it was happening at the time because quite often as personal development is, it's not comfortable and it's not easy. But after coming out of that, you can really see that, yeah, you know, you've done some personal growth, which is always great. So anyway, in saying all of that, having this chat with my guest on the eve of Mercury going retrograde, I was prepared to have some technical difficulties and basically we did. So for this chat, my guest, Ashley Cantley, she's located in America. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia. So to get our time zones lined up was one thing. And then to try and get a really good Wi-Fi connection was another. So there were a few 
difficulties in that. And then when we started recording, things were a little bit glitchy, but they, they seemed to even themselves out. But once the recording had finished and I'd gotten home, plugged it in and listened to it, there was quite a few clicks and pops. So I do apologize for that. I have done my absolute best when editing that conversation to try and get as many clicks and pops out of that. You'll know exactly what I mean when I say clicks and pops, by the way, as well. But yeah, it's going to be hard for those of you who do listen to that podcast through your earphones, but it should be fine for those who are listening to it on a Bluetooth speaker or in their car. So I do apologize for that. I really try my hardest to get the best quality audio for you guys. So it's an easy listen. I honestly sometimes just don't know until I listen back to that that audio and you Yeah, so I've done my best to try and tidy that up. Just please bear with it. It's such a good chat. This week, I caught up with the beautiful Ashley Cantley. Ash is a certified feng shui expert. She is the host of the Elevated Human podcast, and she has been featured on Bravo TV, Real Simple, The Martha Stewart Show, HGTV, and has worked with celebrity clients to feng shui and detox their homes. Most recently, Ash has written and published her first book, High Vibe Feng Shui, 11 Steps for Achieving Your Best Life. In our chat together, we discuss what is the art of feng shui and how do we apply the Bagua map to our homes? Ashley's five instant feng shui hacks for your home. We discuss some of the common mistakes we're making that are actually draining positive energy from our homes. Ash explains what the birth elements are and how we can use this to benefit our relationships and nourish our lives. We talk about her new book and why we all need this book in our life. I can't wait for you to hear this chat with Ash, so let's dive into today's chat with the lovely Ashley Cantley. Hey, Ashley. Thanks for jumping on the show with me. I can't wait to dive into this chat with you. I've always been so fascinated and drawn to the art of feng shui. So I'm a little bit familiar with the basics, but I'm excited to learn more and to go deeper into this topic with you. So to begin, can you give us all a little bit of a background on the art of feng shui? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on your show. I'm very excited. Feng shui. So I practice a very modern form of feng shui and there are so many different sects of feng shui and if you google you can find a different answer for every issue in your home and I practice a modern version that I've kind of incorporated other spiritual elements into it and feng shui is really the art and science of balancing and harmonizing your environment and I define environment not only as where you live, but also what you put on your body, who you have in your life. I I define environment basically by everything you're surrounded by. So my practice focuses on not only home design, but lifestyle as well. Mm, I love that. I've always just thought of feng shui as being home decorating, but I really love that idea that, yeah, your environment is so much more than just what you live in your home. It's, you know, what you're wearing. I love that as well. Can you explain a little bit about, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, the Bagua map? Yeah, yeah. So I try to simplify everything and especially in my book that I have coming out and I love to refer to it as the energy map. But yes, it's traditionally called a Bagua map. And again, depending on what sect you study, there's different ways to align the map to your space. But my practice is super, super simple. You align the bottom to either your room or to your downstairs 
floor plan. So it never changes. The bottom of the energy map is always at the entryway of the room or Mm. the downstairs. So you know that, for instance, your wealth corner is always on the back left-hand side of your space. You know that the marriage or romantic partnership corner is always in the right back-hand side of the space. It's super easy. And the reason why I don't use a compass is because I count for everybody's energies different. So I'm not going to say that you're in Australia as mine is in Atlanta, Georgia, just because we live in the same directional compass. No, your energy is different because your house is different and you're different. Mm. When I look at the Bagua map, it turns out that my marriage and my romance part of the house is in my laundry. So how do, if things like that happen, how do you yeah. <laughs> make things like that work? Oh yeah, that happens all the time. Like my health corner is in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not great, but there's a solution for everything. So if you have an area of your life that's situated in a you know, in quotes, bad area of your home, don't panic. There's a way to fix it. So like in the laundry room, for instance, there's a lot of pipes, there's a lot of drains, there's Mm. a lot of, and it could be dark. I mean, my laundry room is really dark. So the goal would be just to uplift the energy and bring in bright color and bring in plants if you can, or art images. You just want to make it pop and feel like alive in there and add bright light. Mm. and make it look nice and like especially if you're talking about love or marriage corner you can even do romantic touches I know that's such a weird thing romantic touches in the laundry room but you can like add an image that kind of is romantic or has pink in it or you know what I mean you can be interpretive with it with the design of it yeah oh they're amazing tips so can you give us your five quick feng shui hacks for our home yes and it's so hard to narrow it down to five things okay but i'm going to so if you have a space that feels off or you just need to dramatically change the energy of your home the number one thing i recommend that fixes every energetic block in your space and also makes you really happy is a Swarovski sphere crystal. And I would recommend like a 40 to 50 millimeter sphere that you can order on Amazon and it comes certified from Austria and hang it in the center of any room and it totally transforms the energy. That is like my cure-all for weird, funky energy. My number two thing would be to consciously design your space, aka clear out the clutter. I know this is such a big topic now, and I didn't want to pick obvious things that people know about feng shui, but really, there's no better way to change the energy of your apartment or your home than to remove things that you don't love from it. And usually, When I walk into somebody's house or, you know, see pictures of somebody's house, I could just see it's overloaded with, I mean, not to be mean junk, but you don't need something in every corner, especially if you don't love that something. So once you like clear out the things that you don't love and free up some energy to flow through, it completely dramatically changes the space. My third thing would be to to consider really what you're putting on your body because the whole point of feng shui is to enhance your personal energy. So consider what you're wearing, who makes the clothes, because the energy that people put into making your clothes or selling your clothes affects your personal energy. That goes to say too with body creams that you're wearing or color or nail colors or makeup. Be very conscious about what you're putting on your Don't wear something just because it fits. Wear something because you love it. 
The fourth thing would be to fill your house with flowers. Isn't that so intuitive? Feng Shui is like sometimes the most obvious answer. So filling your house with fresh flowers creates a lot of high vibe energy and also plain and simple makes you feel really good. And the fifth thing I would say would be, what is the fifth thing? I went back and forth about this. Um, I would say fill your space with color or, or strategically use color because color can completely change the vibe of your space. So if you like white, you can fill your space with white and you can add pops of color to make you feel happy. Or if you're feeling really anxious and you have red in your home, change it to something more like nurturing and restorative, like some sort of shade of green. I have one more too that I want to tell you. Use your intuition. That's a huge thing in feng shui that I feel like people don't talk about. Even though I'm giving you all of these like guidelines or rules, always use your intuition. And if something doesn't feel right or you don't like it, then interpret it the way you want. So if I'm telling you to use pink because pink is the color of love and marriage, well, maybe you also use fuchsia or maybe you like some sort of orangey peach. Use that. Mm, I love that one because it, you're so right. I feel like you can sometimes just be in a space. It feels off. It's like when you go house hunting, you go into certain people's houses and you can just feel the energy of the space. So yes, furniture in our space as well. I know that holds energy and, and I know sometimes we've got to change pieces or mix things up. So I think that's a really good advice about using your intuition and, and, yeah. and your feeling. And yeah. And the one about what we're wearing, when you say it, it it just, it's like a light bulb moment. It's, it seems so obvious, but yeah, there's a whole backstory to that piece of clothing you've just taken off the rack. Like you said, are they, are they being manufactured in a warehouse where people aren't being paid enough and unfair work conditions or yeah, you know, there, there's a story behind all the, every piece that we clothe ourselves with, that we put on our skin, that, that we surround ourselves with. And I think that's really good advice about looking deeper into the origins of where these products and things come from. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I feel so good when I'm like shopping from my like favorite Instagram people who have their own clothing lines. Like when I wear it, I feel so good because I know I'm supporting people or same with lotions and body care. If I'm supporting people, like it makes me feel different about myself. So yeah. Mm, Absolutely. In saying that, what are some real common feng shui mistakes that people make in their homes that really drain energy from our space? You know what I would say is one of the major things is keeping things in your home you don't like. And I'm talking about ex-relationships, like romantic relationships. I'm talking about ex-bosses. I'm talking about pictures that you kind of leave up in your house because you look really good in them, but maybe you don't really love the person that you're in the picture with because that like weighs on you subconsciously. You know that that stuff's in your house. So I would say go through your stuff and make sure that you don't have anything in your house from people that you don't like for whatever reason or who bring you down because that weighs on your energy and brings you down. Other thing I would say would be look at all the images in your home and make sure they're what you want to have in your life. Even if it's like, I know popular people have, you know, words or signs. Sometimes art is so beautiful and so interesting, but it's not meant to be lived with every day. I had someone whose house I was working on and she had this picture of this sailboat in the Caribbean and it was, you know, at first glance, really fair, but it was about to be capsized by a wave and it was really tumultuous and it was in her life journey area of her home and it's like is that the life journey that you want a tumultuous scary 
situation where you're about to be taken over by a wave. And that's really dramatic, I know. But here's another funny example. I remember when I was struggling, not struggling, but trying to improve my weight after having a baby. My son had drawn a pig and I had it hung up on the fridge. And I was like, wait a second. Do I really want the pig on the fridge? I mean, you know, so just take a look at everything that's in your house to see if it's what you want to manifest in your life. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So I would say those are the two things. And then I, I will have to say, especially during quarantine, everyone's quarantining. I'm looking at pictures and the one thing I'm seeing that is such a common thing is that people have too much stuff in their house. So I would say that is one of the main energy blocks, too much stuff, because you want energy to move through. You want new opportunities to come in your door and move through and circulate. And with too much stuff, that won't happen. Mm, Yes. So simple, but you're so right. You know, that just decluttering. I know you've got a, you've got an awesome episode on your own podcast about decluttering and and what that can do for, for your space as well. So people should check that out. On your Facebook group, Elevated Human, you talked about the birth elements and how depending on what year we're born, we're all going to sign a different element and this can affect and even benefit us in our lives if we tap into it. So are you able to go over that a little bit more? Yeah. So the five elements in Feng Wei are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And everything that you come in contact with holds elements, holds of these elements. So you, within yourself, you have all of these elements. So one day your personality might be more wood element or one day it's more fire, but you also have a birth element and that is kind of like who you are at the core. And if you were born with the year ending four or five, you're the wood element. If you were born with the year ending six or seven, you're the fire element. If you were born ending um, or nine, that's the earth element. If you were born zero or one, that's metal. And if you were born two or three, then you're water. Funny story is my son actually depletes me. (laughs) But when I know this, then I can bring more of an element into my life. So for instance, I am metal element and he is fire element and fire element totally bends and kind of like ruins metal. So the element between us is earth. So in order and earth nourishes me and earth kind of like grounds him. So we spend so much time outside. And then I also bring in the earth element into my home to kind of balance out our relationship. And so you can use your element like that to know how to kind of play into your relationship or use it to feed your soul. So for instance, if you're if you're fire element and you're really out of balance, you might be really angry or you might be irritable and agitated or you might be burnt out from working so hard. So then you want to look around your space and see if you have too much fire element. Like too much would be a lot of red or a lot of like harsh angles and then you would want to kind of balance out the space and maybe cut down on the red or bring in some earth element. So there are so many different ways to use your birth element. And I go into it on my um, Facebook group. You could watch each individual video about your elements and kind of like how to incorporate it into your life or know what to take away out of your life to bring yourself into balance. Mm, I found that post so interesting. And yes, I've worked out that I'm metal as well. Oh, nice. I have to, yeah, I have to, after you mentioned that about 
you and your son and that dynamic. I thought, I, I love that and how you worked out how to sort of remedy that in a way, you know, enhance your relationship by in, incorporating those grounding practices and, you know, going outside and using that earth element. I think that's amazing. And I, I'm really curious now to work out, you know, I've got three sons and I'm really curious to see what elements they are and, and how, you know, we can maybe work some you know, harmonize that dynamic a little bit more too. So that's super interesting. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Now let's talk about your brand new book that's on pre-order. This is so exciting. I'm so excited for you, Ash. It's called High Vibe Feng Shui, 11 Steps to Achieving Your Best Life. So please tell me what inspired you to write this book and for anyone who wants to go out there and pre-order it, what can a reader get out of it? So Really, I wanted to write a book that I wish I had when I was starting my practice of feng shui because I looked everywhere. You'll find a different answer for every Google search that you do and nothing made sense and I couldn't figure out where anything was in my room and I just wanted to feng shui my life and I couldn't figure it out. So I wanted to create a super simple modern guide for the person who wants to change their life but doesn't necessarily want a degree in shui you know wants the simplest form and the most like direct way to change their life so that's why it's an 11 step guide because I'm walking you through how to balance your space and bring in abundance into your life through 11 steps using a bunch of different methods from spirituality to the five elements and it's both practical and spiritual. So I am really excited. I have not personally found a modern feng shui book out there that I like and that's why I wrote this book. Mm, Yes, I am absolutely going to pre-order that book for myself. Uh (laughs) I am obsessed with your podcast and the way you just put things so simply, you can take these traditional feng shui practices and just you put them in a way that is so practical and easy to understand and easy to apply. And I cannot wait to have your book and just, yeah, dive into that and learn more. Thank you so much, Ash, for jumping on the podcast. This has been so good. And you have shared so many absolute gems of wisdom with us. I've learned so much. And I just, yeah, like I said, I can't wait to apply some of these tips and these little hacks to my own home. If anyone out there did want to get their hands on your book, where can they go and pre-order that? Yeah, thank you. Well, you can find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or if you click on the link there and you're not in the U.S., you can find other options of where to buy it. Thank you so much. This was a quick little chat. I know you're on holiday <laughs> and you're, you're walking along the beach there. But honestly, if anyone listening just can't get enough of this chat that I've got with Ash, jump over to her Instagram. It's Feng Shui Ash. Yep. Or you can jump over and join the group Elevated Human on Facebook. Listen to her podcast. She's got loads of info out there, which is so great. I can't can't, uh, talk it up enough. And I will absolutely link to all of her social media handles and where you can get her book. I'll do that all in the show notes as well. Again, thank you so much, Ash. You're welcome. Thanks for asking me. How good was that? I don't even know where to start. Ash has left us with so many absolute gems of wisdom. And I just love that idea that feng shui doesn't only apply to our home environment, but to everything that comes into our energetic field. 
this got me thinking a lot more about the products that I choose to put on my skin, the clothes that I wear and where I buy them, the colors that I even wear, the colors in my home. It's got me thinking about where the food actually comes from that I cook with and that I buy off the shelf at the supermarket. So everything holds energy. And we should be choosy when it comes to what we choose to let into our energetic atmosphere. If this chat has got you thinking and you'd like to learn more about feng shui, definitely head over and join Ash's Facebook group, Elevated Human. This is such a nice group and it's so supportive. I think I've been a member on there for over a year now. It's such a great space. Definitely head over and join that group. Also, jump over to Spotify and iTunes and have a listen to her podcast. There are some really good tips on there and her episodes are just little small bite sized so they're just easy listens, but they're chock full of info, really valuable. And she does incorporate her own spiritual beliefs and ideas on there too. And I find that after listening to one, I just come away with so many new perspectives and fresh ideas. And it's just, it's so uplifting. I highly recommend it. Also follow her on Instagram, Feng Shui Ash. I will link to all of those in the show notes. And of course, I will leave the link there for where you can go and pre-order her book. Next week for episode seven, we are going to speak to the amazing and gorgeous artist, Emma Young. She is going to talk to us about what life being an artist is like, give us a little bit of insight into her creative mind. I can't wait for that chat. Emma is such a bubbly, beautiful person. I know we are going to have so much fun on that episode. So come around next week and join us for that chat. Until then, I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week for episode seven. If you enjoyed today's show, I would absolutely adore it if you head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review and leave me some love over there as well. Once again, thank you for listening.